afternoon, evening, and welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. I'm Lux, a guy on the internet who happens to have a microphone. Or maybe, welcome back to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, because this is now the second episode. There, there are two episodes of this podcast. It's a series now, an actual series. Still, you know, working out some stuff. Um, the big thing that I'm working on is getting this available on as many platforms as I can. So far, I've got three out of the four big ones, Spotify, Amazon, and uh, what was the other one? iTunes or Apple or whatever. Uh, Google is just kind of giving me crap. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. There's a small company like Google, you have to understand, you know, that some things just go slowly for for them but we I, i'm i'm working on it i'm getting there so thank you for bearing with me you know thank you once again for making this show part of your day however you choose to do that so today uh, i kind of want to do i mean this isn't going to be a quick episode it's actually going to be a, a bit of a long topic but i want to get through it as quickly as i can because you know i want to i want to be nice and well rested for tomorrow because it's opening day a bit of a bit of a big day kind of excited for it because especially because i'm going so you know i'm gonna go see bobby witt jr's mlb debut i'm gonna go see zach granke's return to casey i'm gonna see the first ever game with the cleveland guardians you know lots of things to look forward to tomorrow so i want to you know get this podcast out and then just uh head to bed because i am a weirdo who sleeps during the day anyway so today, what I uh, kind of said I was going to do this uh, yesterday, and um, we're going to talk about the roster, the Major League roster, which, to my knowledge, hasn't been completely finalized, which, again, that that, that probably will be finalized today, and which is why – it's kind of why I said I sleep during the day, because, like, I, I probably could wait a few hours for them to just post the full roster. But uh, right now, there are 30 names, and we can I can kind of guess which two are going to be uh, uh, voted off or whatever. So it's not that big of a deal. So we'll just go through the 30 names that are still on the Major League roster. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them a quick grading of what they did last year, assuming they were on the team last year, and kind of what I expect from them this season. So it'll be a bit of a lightning round. I don't want to spend more than like a minute on each of them because, again, it's 30 names. So here we go. Let's begin. Zach Greinke is at the top of the list. Zach Greinke wasn't with the Royals last year, was with the Astros, has been with the Astros for a couple of years. Didn't have an amazing year last year. Didn't have a like a Hall of Fame Zach Greinke year last year. But he was, he was you know, I'll, if, if he repeats that in 2022, has like a low or I'll take a mid four ERA, honestly, just as long as he's eating innings, just making some decent starts, you know, uh, then I'm fine with that. Uh, either way, you know, it's Zach Greinke, and I'm sure we won't have, like, a bad Zach Greinke or anything. Yeah, like, so my, my expectations are, like, low to mid for ERA. That's all I really ask for. Just eat some innings, mentor the young guys, just 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 be a dude. Just be a dude for the Royals, and that's all, all I want, and I will be happy. Uh, I'm sure we'll all be happy to see him back. Brad Keller, you know, talked about him a bit yesterday. Kind of a bad 2021. However, he did kind of recover from it. He did have a, a, a strong finish to it. So I'm kind of banking on that. Overall, I'm going to give Brad Keller last year, I'm going to give him a C. Yeah, just a C. Just, just a flat C. You know, it, it wasn't good, but it wasn't like a failure or something. There were, I would say he kind of redeemed himself at the very end. This year, just go back to 2019 Brad Keller. Just be the low four ERA 
starting pitcher that we know he can be, the the solid ground ball generator that he can be, and yeah, that's going to help us out a lot. Chris Bubich, um, I'm kind of stoked to see him this year because he improved a lot in the second half last year. Even in general, his his 2021 wasn't like that bad or even I don't even know if you could call it bad or in general it was like maybe a little below average really just average which is pretty pretty good considering that it was just his first full season in the rotation so Chris Bubich I'm going to actually going to I'm going to give him a a a B you know he he didn't excel or anything but I I I think he did a, a pretty decent job he at least um met expectations I think is fair to say so this year um this year, I'm hoping he'll have like a low four ERA. You know, just be just be a respectable starter and pitch the full season, and that's uh you know going to be wonderful for us. Brady Singer, this was a big controversy last year. Brady Singer didn't have a great sophomore season, had lots of issues with command, didn't throw pitches the way people might have wanted him to. Yeah, I don't think it was a like a horrible season or anything. Like it wasn't. It wasn't awful it wasn't unsalvageable so i'm gonna give him a c minus just say that like yeah it wasn't good but he didn't fail completely or anything i do hope he bounces back you know if we can kind of get 2020 season uh, brady singer again with that low four era although that, that was a bit of a weird season but once again just like a low four era if we can get that from him I'll take that. Or even just just showing any amount of improvement, like a, a mid-four ERA would honestly be fine at this point. So then Jackson Kowar. Um, I don't know if he's actually going to be in the rotation. I don't know if they've, like, announced the rotation. I know he's on—I I know he's at least made um, the Major League roster. He will be on the team on opening day. Um, but his 2021 was actually kind of a disaster. You know what? I'm going to give Kowar an F on this one. <laughs> Cause like, what do I say? It's, it was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, but I don't know. I think he's been looking a little better in spring training and we've seen how good he is in AAA. So it's just like, how is it not connecting? How is it not adding up? How is it not lining up in the major leagues? I don't know what the issue is. Um, but again, th- at this point, just, it's like, just any improvement would be good. You know, if you if you can just pitch, if you can even be just like a slightly crappy pitcher, just salvageable enough to stay on the major league roster, I think that would be fine. I guess that's the expectation for Jackson Kowar. Stay on the major league roster. Don't need, You don't even need to have a great season. Just stay on the roster. Don't go down the AAA. Don't be bad enough to get optioned or anything like that. All right. Um. Now, uh, Carlos Hernandez, I kind of have in between the bullpen and the rotation because who knows where he's going to end up. They kind of like bouncing him around. Uh, but I think he was actually quite great. It, it didn't really matter where he pitched because he was just great in either role. Um. So, yeah, Carlos Hernandez was pretty fantastic for us and was actually like really, really good in the second half. I think he had like a, a low three or even some like, what was it? Like at post all-star break 3.23 ERA. That's right. Yeah. He was just good in the second half. And I don't know if he can maintain that. And yeah, we've got like a really great pitcher on our hand. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess. So my, my grade for him for last year, I would just give him an A, like just say he just showed up and did whatever was not only did he do what was asked of him but he kind of excelled at it so i guess just continue that just continue whether it's whether it's as a starter or as a reliever because even i don't know we're still not sure where exactly we're gonna use carlos hernandez but it does seem like he'll be really good 
I mean, it, it seems like the floor is a really good reliever. So just just stay on the major league roster and just kind of try maintaining that success from 2021, and I think we'll be good. All right, Scott Barlow, I guess, would be our closer now, although I don't know how I feel about him as our as a closer, but, you know, he's kind of like one of those guys where he needs to get guys on base <laughs> before actually pitching well. So, and you know, those those kinds of dudes can be scary, but... He 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 can make some uh, really exciting uh, holds or saves, but in, in any case, he was actually one of the most effective relievers last year. He was actually just really really good, uh, below two point five ERA. Just yeah, I'll absolutely take that. I've been a big fan of Scott Barlow for the last couple of years. I've really enjoyed watching him pitch. I would give him in a minus for last year. I think that he was just solid, you know, didn't maybe wasn't perfect, you know, but I, I would say definitely, definitely high marks for him. And then just again, like continue what he was doing last year. Just bring that into this year. Maybe, maybe work on the saves a little bit, maybe not blow as many leads this time around, but again, no one's perfect, but yeah, I think Scott Barlow is going to be a, a very interesting uh, reliever to watch in this coming season. I hope uh, he can continue. Then Jake Brents, uh, he made his MLB debut last year and s I think stayed on the roster for the entire season. Um, was pretty good in the first half, kind of fell off in the second half. And I think that might just be a, ma the, a matter of workload because – we were sending Brents out like every other game in the first half. Like when he was at his best, we were relying on him all the time. And it didn't matter if it was like, you know, relieving Mike Miner in the sixth inning or coming in to save the game or, you know, guys, guys on base needed to stay on there. It's like Jake Brents would just come in and he would just do it all at his best. So I'm hoping that the workload just kind of caught up to him and, and tired him out and maybe, this year, now that he has ex experience, he'll uh, uh, just 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 improve a little bit, or just at least be a little more consistent. So last year, I would overall, I would, I'll give him a B plus. I, I'll give him a B plus. I'm not going to give him an A just because you know he did have some very noticeable flaws, but I do think that he was really good. He at least met expectations and sometimes exceeded them when uh wouldn't be a when we relied upon him. So that's good. And then just, like I said, just uh, maintain consistency in 2022. That would be great. All right, Amir Garrett, I cannot rate because he was not on the team last year. He was traded for Mike Miner this offseason. Um, his numbers were not good last year, but he's been pretty decent for uh, the couple of years preceding 2021. So... Hopefully we he can have a bit of a bounce back, although his spring training numbers were ugly. So I guess we'll just have to hope that he uh, gets it together this year and just, I don't know, maintain some sort of relief position. You know, just don't be just don't 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 mess things up, I guess. Just just improve upon 2021. Go back to like even 2018 when he had like a low four ERA. It's not great as a reliever, but, you know, just just re just remain useful. Honestly, I guess is the expectation for Amir Garrett. It's not like we really gave up a ton for him. You know, we, we, it was a salary dump for Mike Meyer. So it's like, whatever. I guess he could be a really interesting character to watch. I guess, uh, maybe we'll get, he'll get into fights with, uh, who was it? Carlos Correa. I think that, I think he's mad at. And now he plays for the twins. So that would be pretty funny. All right. Gabe Spear, um, or Spire. I have no idea how to pronounce this dude's name. He's, um, 
we haven't seen him a, a ton, and he only pitched a few innings last year, but his stuff was nasty. I mean, just absolutely disgusting. I was, like, floored watching this dude. Um, So I'm hoping he can – I'm hoping that his 2021 – he had 7.2 innings, 1.17 ERA, which is just one earned run. Um, I'm hoping that's not just, like, a fluke, and I'm hoping that the stuff we saw from him last year was, like – yeah, that's what he can do. And he can just come in as like, I don't know, some kind of lefty specialist or, or, or just otherwise a decent middle relief role. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel weird about giving him a rating because he only pitched like seven innings last year. So I guess I'll give him, I guess I'll give him a B plus just because he, you know, what we saw from him was really good, but we didn't see that much from him. But, uh, yeah, if he can just continue, if he can just, I think he was injured last year. So if he can just not get injured this year and stay on the roster and, and prove that the little sample we got of him last year wasn't just some fluke, then yeah, that'll be great. Uh, Josh Stamont, uh, love Josh Stamont. His stuff is absolutely insane. He's also someone who just got better as the year went on, uh, kind of building upon the success we saw from him in 2020. Yeah, I'm, I really like Josh Stamont. I would give him an A minus for last year. I think he was just good and kind of did what he needed to do just as a, like a late inning relief guy. He was great. So another guy where I'd like to say just, just build upon that, maintain that, you know, low three or, or sub three ERA and just his, his, his strikeouts were a little bit down from last year. Cause like in 2020, he, he started off with like a 21 K through nine or something. And then, then he, you know, regressed to like 13 through nine or so, which is, you know, a little more <laughs> believable. But this time it was only about 10 through nine, which I don't want to complain about a guy who's striking out 10 batters through per nine innings, but, you know, maybe if you can get the strikeouts back up a little bit, that would be cool. But in any case, just 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 continue, Josh Stalman. Just maintain what you did last year. All right, Daniel Lynch. Um, I don't think I actually talked about Daniel Lynch in, in yesterday's episode. I think I just kind of skipped over him. But he had this pretty fantastic stretch. There was a, f- a few games, I think, right after the All-Star break where he was just like, untouchable i mean it was like that it was like that one stretch that danny duffy had in 2016 where it was just insane yeah uh seven starts 2.23 era from the end of july to the end of august then his september was pretty bad so overall his season wasn't great um i'm gonna give him you know what i'll I'll give him a you know given that it was his first season and he kind of uh skipped through some some minor stuff. You know what? I'll give him a B minus. I'll be a little bit generous and just give him a B minus. I know it wasn't a great debut season, but we did. But you know that stretch that he had in the smack middle of the season was just like insane. And if if he can show that, you know he can he he has more of that in him. Yeah, he's going to be freaking awesome. His spring training wasn't all that bad. Um, so if he can just. You know, I mean, I don't know if he's on the roster. I don't know if he's in the rotation. I don't know what the Royals are doing with him right now. Um, but if he can just, you know, if he can just stay on the roster this season, I think that's the expectation for him and just, you know, either work as a decent starter or a really, really good reliever. I think he'll, uh, be really, really good in any role or either of those roles rather. All right. And then, uh, who do we have next? Uh, Joel Piamps. Uh, I really don't have much to say about Joel Piamps. He, he's someone that I kind of just like forgot was on the roster. It's like, oh, oh, he like didn't get released last season or in, in the off season. 
I don't know. What do I say? Um, he was traded from the Blue Jays about mid-season and wasn't great for the Royals, kind of a mid-four ERA. Just, I don't know. He was just kind of there. Um, I'll give him a C. It's not like he was horrible, but I, I don't know. There just wasn't anything about him and not much I can say about him. So I guess just, once again, just stay on the roster and improve a little bit and just, uh, I don't know, just maintain some kind of decent relief role. That would be fine. I actually don't know if, if Joe Piams has made the Major League roster. I guess I'll throw in um the, the last three names on this list. Colin Snyder, Taylor Clark, Dylan Coleman. I don't think either of them or all uh, any of these three dudes pitched in the majors last year, but they are the final three names on this 30-man list. So either of these three plus Joel Piamps, I I think two of them – any of two, any of the two of these guys will be uh, cut from uh, the roster right before opening day. I'm not sure which two, um, but yeah, those are ju- those are just there. I guess I'll just mention those. So those last three guys, you know, just just come up in the major leagues and do something. You know, that's, I guess that's the only expectation we really have. Just come up in the major leagues and contribute. That's all we really ask, I guess. All right, now for the hitters, the hitting side of this, we've got Salvador Perez at top. What can be said about Salvi that hasn't been said already? Um, both good and bad, but I don't have anything bad to say. I don't care. I'm not accepting. I'm not accepting any complaints about Salvador Perez, especially from last year. All right, he's he was amazing. He was a fun, he, he had the the most exciting season that I think I've ever seen from a Royal at the very least since like t- 2009 Zach Greinke or something. Just just what an unreal show. Like the. He was just so good, dude. It was just so much fun watching Salvi last year. Um, the hitting was just absolutely off the charts. I don't care if he doesn't take walks. I don't even care if his pitch framing is bad. You know, you can argue about it, whatever. Don't care. I still like him behind the plate. I give Salvi an A plus for last season. Just, just perfect. I honestly wouldn't really have it any other way. If I could have it any other way, I'd just ask for maybe two more home runs so that we have a 50 home run hitter in our history. But in any case, Whatever. Doesn't even really matter all that much. Salvi was just perfect in my eyes last year. And that's, uh, that's what I, it's what I want. It's what I love to see. And for this season, you know, it would be, it would be a pretty big order to ask someone to hit 48 home runs again, but 30? Come on. That, that's, I feel like that'd be too easy to ask of him. Maybe a 35 home run season. How about that? Let's have a 35 home run season for Salvi and, uh, yeah, and also maybe just get just get the on base up to like 320 just to just to flex on some dudes. But keep that batting average up around 270, 280 and that's fine. You know, I'll I'll take a 270 hitter with a with 35 home runs if it means, you know, not taking walks. Who cares at that point? Anyway, Whit Merrifield. All right. Whit Merrifield, I don't really have any complaints about him. I think I would give him an A for last season. Maybe not an A plus just because we've seen him do a little bit better. Like his 2018 and 2019 seasons, I think were still better than 2021. He was hitting a little better than those seasons, but it's fine. I don't really believe in this notion that he's regressing or anything. Plus, he had a career year on defense, which makes me really it just, I just roll my eyes at the fact that we're we're moving our gold glove second baseman to right field because someone who hasn't played a full season ever needs to play shortstop instead but whatever it is what it is I guess but yeah Whit Merrifield just 
my expectation of him is just to continue doing what he's been doing for the last, what, five years? Just be the leadoff guy, just get base hits and steal some bases and play some good defense, which I don't know if he's actually like a good defensive right field or whatever. Uh, he's doing his best. It's not his fault if he's not good in right field because he should be playing second base anyway. But whatever. Yeah, I love Whit Merrifield. We stan Whit Merrifield in this house. Nicky Lopez. Uh, Nicky Lopez is someone that I think really excelled last year. I don't know if, what our expectations for him were. I think we, I mean, I think we all expected him to be like a decent player at some point, but I don't know if we expected like a 300 batting average. I mean, the, the, the low power is a bit of a concern, but at least for just one season, I'll give him an A plus because he really stepped up and showed that he is a, a, a regular MLB player at least right now. So I really like what he did last year. His defense was absolutely elite, just incredible. Yeah, I'm really happy with with Nicky Lopez, and my expectation for him for this year is just to, I don't know, have, have a season like Whit Merrifield. You know, just hit like Whit Merrifield, get some base hits, steal some bases, and just play some good defense, and yeah, I'm really not going to have a problem with that. All right, Adalberto Monesi, um did not have a good 2021, unfortunately. His hitting was just kind of bad. I mean, he he's shown he he's clobbered some insane home runs and when he gets on base, he'll steal second and steal third just instantly, just and no one can do anything about it. You know, we know how good Mondesi can be. It's just injuries, dude. It's just injuries are always the issue. He didn't play much last year because of them. And he hasn't played much in the last six years because of them, but I don't know, dude. But so his 2021, I'm going to give a C minus just because, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, when he was on the team, he obviously made some positive contributions. It's just that we didn't really get to see him all that much. And even, and even then he didn't, I mean, his batting average is 230 with a super low on base. It's like, it's like Alcides Escobar numbers just with a little more power. But I don't know. Expectations for this year? Play a hundred games. <laughs> that's the expectation because that's kind of like that seems to be the extent of what he can play in a full season. But if he plays a hundred games and can still hit decently and can feel decently as well, then okay. I guess, I guess I'll believe in Whit Mer and not Whit Merrifield, but uh, Alberto Mondesi a little bit more. All right. Bobby Witt Jr. The prodigal son, the heir to the throne, this god in the making, making his MLB debut tomorrow. I am super stoked to see it, but I also don't want to blow things out of proportion so that I can be disappointed later. I kind of want to remember what happened with Vlad Jr. when he came up into the major leagues where, you know, Vlad Jr. was like, oh, he's the best hitting prospect ever. And then he comes up and he's not like bad or anything but he doesn't exactly set the league on fire but if but given the fact that Bobby Wood Jr. can actually field really well at a good at a premium defensive position then you know if he hits like Vlad Jr. in his debut then I think he'll have like a two maybe even three war season and honestly I will take that if we get a two war debut from Bobby Wood Jr. I will be satisfied because dude's like 21 all right, he's got time. He'll get better. We know how good he can be. I just don't want to rush it. I just don't want to get my hopes up so that I can be disappointed later. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to try to temper things. All right, but I am just stoked to see Bobby tomorrow. 
Andrew Benintendi had a, a weird, inconsistent, very hot and cold season. Didn't hit badly. In fact, at some points of the season, he was hitting really, really well. Um, so overall, he hit pretty well, I guess. And then um, play had some. Ha- he won a Gold Glove at left field, so that uh, that was kind of like a nice little cherry on top. Overall, I think I would give him a B plus. I think he was fine. I think he was pretty decent. Um, but nothing to be like, yeah, he didn't excel, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think that if he can do what he did last year, this year, I think that'll be good. And maybe even better. I think a big issue last year was just that he got injured and kind of broke the momentum he was building up towards. So if he can just maintain the momentum he was working towards last year and not get injured, I think that'll be a really, really good thing. And we can maybe have a really good season from Andrew Benintendi. I think that's what everyone is. Uh, I think that's what this front office was really banking on when they uh, traded for him. Hunter Dozier uh, had a, was pretty um, kind of a colossal oof in the first half of the season. Um, pretty scary for a little while. Hunter Dozier did kind of pull it together a little bit. In the final few weeks of the season, maybe that's actually not giving him enough credit. He was decent in like the second half of the season, post All Star Breakers. So kind of hitting like Eric Hosmer for better or for worse. Not that Eric Hosmer is a great hitter, but I don't know. At least we're not paying. Him, <coughs> excuse me. We're, at least we're not paying him twenty million a year. Um, overall, I would give him. I'll give him a C minus. I don't want to give him a failing grade because I think he managed to salvage a little bit at the very end. I don't want to lose hope in Hunter Dozier. And and like I, like I said yesterday, he was apparently playing through an injury in that first half. I don't know why they didn't just bench him or put him on the IL or something. Just let him fix that instead of making him the worst hitter in the league. But Whatever. So if he can prove me right in showing that he could just hit like Eric Hosmer, then all right. I don't, I'm not going to complain that much about Hunter Dozier. His fielding is kind of whack, it seems like, but I don't know. I mean, I guess we can just keep him at DH. I don't know what the, this is kind of a weird roster sort of a scrambled egg thing that's going on, but I'm not entirely sure what they plan on doing with anyone really, but whatever. So under Dozier, just if he can prove that second half was actually like a normal thing for him and just go back to get back to hitting like that, just hitting, you know, getting some decent contact, being like a 250 hitter with a decent on base. All right. And I, I think, think, I think we'll forgive him at least a little bit. Uh, Carlos Santana did not have a good 2021, mostly due to a really, really, really bad second half. Um, just kind of turned into Hunter Dozier in the second half, honestly. Um, yeah, so that's not good. But his first half, he was just amazing. He was a godsend to this roster. He was taking pitches like no Royal has ever done, honestly. Um, and even making some decent contact. He was like a 250 hitter until he got supposedly injured. So Santana, I'll get, I'll also give him a C minus. I don't think it was completely irredeemable. I'm hoping my expectation is that he bounces back and, you know, kind of proves everyone that it was just an injury that was bugging him in the second half. If he can get back to just being normal, Carlos Santana with the really, with the amazing plate discipline, then yeah, that's just going to do wonders for us in this, uh, in this lineup. Michael A. Taylor, M.A.T., one of the best 
defenders at any position in the entire league, in the entire sport, honestly. I feel like he could have gotten a platinum glove if he had more of a fan following. Um, but not great as a hitter, wasn't hitting very well, was actually, I think, ranked as one of the, the like bottom 10 or 20 worst hitters in MLB or something like that. So that's not good, but at least you can genuinely say his defense is so good that, you know, he is a usable roster spot. I mean, he should be a fourth outfielder. I don't think the team is going to make him a fourth outfielder. I think they're going to make him like a regular starting player, which I don't really agree with. But in any case, MAT, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him a B. Just because I think that the defense really, really helped us more than his bat hurt us. I think that he overall, we overall benefited from having MAT in this lineup. I'm glad he's back again. Um, so I really think if he just has a repeat of last season, I think that'll be great for us. Edward Olivares, he also had an up and down season, uh, in one way or another. I'm not entirely sure what to think about Edward Olivares it's kind of like I'm not allowed to think anything about him because it's like he just he just doesn't stay in the majors consistently this organization just loves sending him up and then bringing him back down uh, he was really really fun in the in the brief 2020 season that we saw him in but then it's like this year I, I don't know there's just in a way it's like on paper there isn't much reason to be excited about Edward Olivares, but it's also like he, he also really hasn't gotten the opportunity to prove himself. So honestly, I'm just going to leave him unrated. I don't feel like it's fair to give him a grade because it's like, it's just not his fault that he didn't really succeed at the major league level in my honest opinion, because it didn't seem to matter what he was doing. He'd show up, hit two home runs in a game and then get set back down the next day. It's like, whatever, dude. So. Expectation for this year, just stay on the Major League roster. Uh, that would be pretty cool, I think. Uh, Cam Gallagher. You know, I, I kind of have a soft spot for Cam. I think he's a really great, uh, receiver. He's just really, he's just a really, really great defensive catcher and he can hit kind of decently. Like in, in 2020, he was actually hitting just outright well. Uh, didn't really maintain that in 2021, but he's, you know, he wasn't like bad as a hitter or anything like that. Uh, just seems to be like a, a kind of light hitting catcher, but does make at least enough contact to be productive. So yeah, I don't know. I, I like Cam. I, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of grade him because we don't get to see him a whole lot, but I, I, I appreciate that he's around. I'm going to give him a B for last year just because. You know, he didn't get to do much, so it's not like he really excelled at anything. You know, if, maybe if he was a better hitter, we'd be a little more excited about Cam Gallagher. Um, I actually think he's going to be a big trade, uh, a big trade, uh, target or whatever, the point of interest, because, you know, we've got MJ Melendez at this point. So I guess we're going to say goodbye to Cam this season, which will be a little bit sad, but. You know, it is what it is. I think he's done his job well. So, you know, just this year, my expectation is just to, you know, remain as a, a quality backup catcher. I think he's, he does that uh, well enough. Kyle Isbell. Uh, Kyle didn't get to play a ton, only 28 games. Hit kind of all right. You know, was a, was a decent hitter, maybe a decent fielder. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to give him a rating either just because uh, he didn't really get to play all that much. So I guess it's not entirely fair to judge him. So this season, I, I think we're really counting on him to be a regular uh, starting right fielder. So if he can just be a decent player or, or whatever, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, just, just stay on the major league roster and be productive. Have like a 250 batting average or whatever. What was the stats last year? Let's see what we got. Uh, ba, 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 276 average, 337 on base. Yeah, he basically had Andrew Benintendi's numbers. Yeah, well, just just replicate, just be Andrew Benintendi. We'll take two Andrew Benintendi's. That's fine. Uh, and then Emmanuel Rivera was he? He oh, he did play 29 games last year. I don't remember him at all. Um, I actually don't remember this dude at all. So I guess I can't really comment on him all that much. But if he can just be a a decent backup infielder he seems to be a corner infielder um yeah that'd be good so uh i guess that's all i can really say about him uh just nothing nothing, you know like i said i don't really remember too much about him he was just kind of a backup but yeah that's fine uh good for him for making the roster just stay on the roster i guess that's the expectation and then uh he'll be good and then uh last name on this list ryan o'hearn why is ryan o'hearn still on here why is ryan o'hearn still in 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 here why is he still in still in the major leagues i have no idea it's beyond me uh, he hasn't hit well since 2018. Someone seems to think that 2018 was like the Ryan O'Hearn that will eventually happen if we keep trying. I, I don't know. I would just rather see Nick Prado up in the majors at this point. I understand Ryan O'Hearn had like a really, really good spring training. You know, he, he, he's Frank Schwindel or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe seeing Frank Schwindel go and actually be good with the Cubs has made someone in this organization think like, oh, we can, we can do that with Ryan O'Hearn if we just, you know, try another few seasons. But I don't know. What would I give? The grading I would give him for last year was an F. He wasn't good at anything. He wasn't a good hitter. He wasn't a good fielder. I really don't think he should be on this roster anymore, but he is at for some reason. So there we go. So expectation be not terrible this year this year kind of like that uh ootp uh owner prompt that just says don't suck completely yeah that's me with ryan O'Hearn. don't suck completely and i guess i'll i'll uh be a little more forgiving i'll be a little bit nicer so that is the 30 man roster the 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 28 man roster plus a couple names that will be removed a little bit later that's what i think of everybody individually overall i I really believe in this roster. I'm not saying this is going to be a World Series contender, but I do think it can develop into one in the coming years. I am. I think there's a lot to be excited for, and not just Bobby Wood Jr. We know we still we still have some really young guys that are on this roster that will uh, hopefully prove themselves uh, to be really good players this year. Just I, I think it's going to be a really fun season. I'm really really looking forward to this season. And that's kind of why I'm doing this podcast because I just kind of want to. I just want to talk about it all the time. I want to ar- chronicle everything that's happened in this season and just kind of archive it either for myself or for you. So once again, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for making me part of your day. I would love to hear from you. If you're tuning in, uh, you can contact me at Royal Deluxe podcast at gmail.com or follow the Twitter at Royal Deluxe pod. You know, I've, I've started posting there. Hooray. I've got, I've got one follower follower and it's just me <laughs> but like i said we'll, we'll get there someday baby steps i'm just i'm just i'm just starting out and uh i'm really happy to have finally started this journey for myself my name's lux go royals